Otherwise, with Nancy Richards. Otherwise, it is talking women here on SFM. Lovely to have you with us. Thanks very much to the team today, April Michael and Des Skippers. What we have on our show today, it's our Wednesday help desk, and what we have on the table is the issue of aesthetic, reconstructive, or cosmetic medicine. I think those are the correct terms. Things like dermal fillers, Botox, volumizers. How do you feel about them? How do you, would you have it done? Have you had it done? And how do you feel about trading your old looks for new ones? Well, joining us in our Joburg studio is Dr. Reza Mia. He's a doctor specialising in the area. He's going to give us some insight on what the industry can and can't do, does and doesn't do. And uh, we'll also be speaking to actress, entertainer Anne Power, whose movie To the Power of Anne premiered last night. She's going to be sharing her take on what it feels to be over and look over 50 and to be sidelined as a result and how tempting does aesthetic medicine become then. So looking forward to hearing her take. Plus, we're going to be talking to journalist Helen Grange, whose story on taking the sting out of facial fillers appeared in the Life Supplement last night. And if you've got something to share, well, we're going to be talking to you as well. The number to call is 0892102010. We want to hear, have you had it done? If you've had it done, how did it go? Do you have an opinion, a feeling, experience? Let us know, 0892102010. What's news? Well, according to Helen's story, apparently more than 800 billion rand is expected to be spent on uh, aesthetic medicine this year alone. Well, I kind of assumed that that was a global statistic, but possibly not, because globally, the anti-aging market is expected to reach $274 billion. That's 2.4 trillion rand this year, with $100 billion of that spent on aesthetic medicine alone. However, downside, in the UK there's been a dramatic rise in reports of botched facial filler procedures, which are, are apparently made from high hyaluronic acid. I'm not sure. I'm sure our doctor will be able to correct me on that uh, acid and a naturally occurring human protein. But we will get all the full details on that. And also, according to Helen's story in the Daily Mail, it's a read that the average female spends 12 minutes each day applying cream and makeup to keep her looking good, to keep her looking young, which adds up to three days a year. I don't think that's so much for the sake of looking not half bad. Well, the question we're asking is, what about you? What do you know about aesthetic medicine? What would you like to know about it? Would you have it done? And if you have, how, do, how was it? 0892102010. So that's what we got. Stay with us. Have you tried booking accommodation online? Booking online means the best rates and widest selection, but which website can you trust? I've found that TravelGround.com is the easiest way to find and book accommodation online, and with their great customer service, you can rest assured that you're in safe hands. So whether you need a hotel in Santon or a great little guest house in Franchuk, go online to www.TravelGround.com. TravelGround.com the easiest way to find and book accommodation across South Africa. If you are the one with hope for tomorrow, with an appetite for change, with passion for your country, join us in our drive to transform our society and nation, the new age, for a new perspective, for a positive outlook, for a united South Africa. The new age, one country, one paper. Get your copy for only three Rand fifty. Otherwise, with Nancy Richards. 
as it is, talking women, talking all things to do with women and things that are interesting, things that concern them. And if you've got thoughts and experiences you'd like to share at a later stage, equally you can do that. Otherwise, at safm.co.za or pop us a mail on Facebook, Facebook page. In fact, if you've got thoughts on this particular subject, send us a message there. Otherwise, on SAFM or call 0892102010. Well, we do have uh, in our studio, we're very pleased to have Dr. Riza Mir. He's an aesthetic doctor, a general practitioner. He's said to be the go-to guy if you have uh, issues. He's also said to be a natural-born artist. And interesting about him is that he also does reconstructive surgery on the faces of disadvantaged children in need. So looking forward to hearing all the lowdown about how it works from you, Dr. Mir, in just a minute. But I'm going to give the dignity, the honour of uh, talking first to Anne Power, because her movie, To the Power of Anne, premiered last night, and I suspect she's still glowing as a result of it. <laughs> Anne Power, entertainer, actress. Hi, Anne. Hi, it's so lovely to be here with you. We had I, a fantastic premiere last night. Did you? Is that why you're sounding a little bit husky this morning? I think it was too much champagne, I do. <laughs> but, and a lot of cheering, but cool. it was really great. Well, so. I'm glad you had a good time. The point about your movie, and I haven't seen it yet, Anne, but I have seen the trailers, is that it's all about turning 50 and, and suddenly you're not so, not so much the go-to girl anymore. Uh, tell us your, your, briefly the thinking behind it. Um, you know, when we started this, as, as I've been in this industry for many years, suddenly you get to that 50 age and you think, oh, it's only a number. Who cares? Who knows? But the, the real deal is that you do actually start being looked at differently, um, suddenly you're not in demand, you've suddenly got to recreate your own work, which is quite unique, especially as an actress, you know, we don't exactly have pension plans, so if we're not getting booked, we're not earning money, then we, we've got to make ourselves relevant, and I think for me, the whole point about this movie was to say, girls out there, ladies out there, we're all one day going to turn 50, and let's actually get out there and say, hey girls, hey guys, we're still good. We still look fabulous. And with the help of this wonderful doctor sitting across, and I must tell you, Nancy, he's a very handsome doctor as well, we are able to look fabulous, not only by having serious reconstructive surgery, but actually having a little Botox here, a little bit there. And in my movie, I actually discuss this. I actually talk about having Botox just to see what it's like. Mm. It's nothing to be ashamed of to actually say, girls, I need a little bit of a, a prick here and there just to take away the odd little wrinkle. And what I found with this movie has been that it's opened up to so many women that I've actually spoken to since we We've been advertising it. They're saying, well, Anne, you know, you, you show us how scary you can look. You show us how great you can look when you've got your makeup on and your fabulous outfit. But you're being honest. And we have to empathize with the fact that we all are getting older. So either we go with the flow or we try and halt it. But in an elegant way, I think. Well, you don't have to wait until you're 50 before you start stressing about it. According to the, the Daily Mail, from around the age of 29... The average woman starts to stress about looking a little bit older. So, I mean, you know, 50, goodness me. You, um, <laughs> but, but interesting that you talk about you're looked at differently. I suppose the point is that perhaps you're not looked at at all. Well, you know, I think in, in show business, um, it, it is kind of a flesh game. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and the most important part is that you've got to keep yourself relevant. So you don't want to necessarily always play the old granny. Um, so you want to actually play a woman who's fabulous and in her 50s. And that's what the whole thing of my movie is. It says, who said 50 can't be fabulous? Because it can be. And I'm not prepared to go crazy 
with reconstructive surgery ever. But a little Botox here and a little help there, why not? The problem with Botox is it only lasts for three months, so you know you've got to have a nice wallet to keep that one going. Um, but it's just fun to actually do a movie about a 50-plus woman living in South Africa. My son's in it, Ryan Flynn. I've got Desendor and Lindbergh who play my parents. Um, and it's Michael DePinna. We've got some Terence Bridget, some of the top actors. And it's a, it's a, a faux reality show about important situations in life that we've got to come to terms with. And it's fun. It's amusing. Yeah, faux reality. For a lot of women, it's all too much of a, of a, a real reality. <laughs> and I can hear that what you're saying in the entertainment industry is a flesh game, and you do have to, you've got to look good all the time. But, you know, on different scales, for sure. depending on what other industries you're in, you know, one doesn't necessarily want to knock everybody dead with your sort of amazing looks, but at the same time, you don't want to look like an old bag. I uh, think also, Nancy, you don't actually, it's not even about how other people see you. It's actually how you feel within mm. yourself. And if you are comfortable in your body and you feel good about your aging, then that's fantastic. But if you suddenly are not working as much as you used to, then you're concerned and you suddenly look to the physical. You look to that, how can I improve myself? How can I appeal to a South African public? So that's when it kind of becomes a bit more, more scary because, I mean, I, I, I can go and play an old granny if I want to, but maybe I just want to play a fabulous 50-plus-year-old. And I want people in South Africa to say, hey, it's not so bad to be in your 50s. And with a bit of help here and there, that's great. But it, it's most importantly about how you feel about yourself as yes. a woman. For some people, especially men, they're only just coming to their own. I mean, our brand-new Pope at 76 has just taken himself a new job, so that's not bad. <laughs> and I'm just wondering, you know, on that subject, if it's only a, only a woman thing. Dr. Mia, let's find out from you. The people who come to see you, um, the large proportion of them, are they women? And what sort of age are they? I mean, does it only start after 50? Hello, Nancy. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. And thank you for the compliments. There's um, quite a wide range of people who come to us. And the reason being, Botox is just a small part of aesthetic medicine. So we start quite young, looking after people with diet, exercise, lifestyle, avoiding the sun, etc., and then we move on to things like Botox and fillers, chemical peels, and where uh, surgery is required. I usually do that with my brother, Dr. Ridwan Mia. The thing is, some of the problems that people come to us for are not even related to age. For example, I see a lot of people with what looks like dark circles under the eyes, but is more a case of a shadow being cast due to a depression underneath the eyes. So that can happen and somebody can come to me as a teenager. Okay, so it's not just about people stressing about getting old and wanting to look younger. They can be all sorts of other cosmetic mm -hmm. things. Um, of women of all cultures, it kind of feels like it might be a white thing. Everything I'm reading is very much about white women because uh, white complexions tend to show age more so than darker complexions. But I may be generalizing here and I may be quite wrong. I just realized I didn't answer your first question, whether it's men or women. Okay. It is mainly women, but men are slowly starting to uh, match them in their numbers. When it comes to race, it's not that one race ages faster. It's just that they present with different problems at different ages. So, for example, if somebody has blonde hair and blue eyes, they're more sensitive to the sun, and they tend to come in earlier for fine lines and wrinkles for Botox.
Whereas the trade-off is the darker your skin goes, the more likely you are, well, I've seen in my patients, to come with uh, dark circles under the eyes or pigmentation marks in the skin. Okay, so there can be pigmentation marks. Yes, I, from what I understand, it's not just about aesthetics. It's not just about I can't bear to look in the mirror because it's also conditions that you deal with, like um, melasma and different pigmentation issues. Yes, definitely. You know, there's a wide cause of the problems that people uh, see in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about, uh, as I say, aesthetics is not about Botox. It's about uh, fixing underlying problems as well. You're listening to Otherwise here on SAFM. We're talking women. We're talking about aesthetic medicine. Have you had it done? Do you know what it is? Would you like to know a little bit more? So stay with us. In a minute, we're going to be talking to Helen Grange. She's a journalist, and she's written, she writes extensively on consumer issues, but uh, in this particular instance, she's written an article called Taking the Sting Out of Facial Fillers. We'll hear from her just now. A friendly reminder from SARS that due to the Easter long weekend, all tax and customs payments due by the end of March must reach SARS by 4 p.m. on Thursday, the 28th of March. Payments must be made after the close. Payments made after the close of banking on this day will be marked as late payments and be liable for penalties and interest. Taxpayers who have scheduled payments to SARS for the last day of March at their banks or on e-filing are advised to reschedule these to Thursday, the 28th of March. SARS at your service. This is SAFM. And this is Otherwise on SAFM, talking women and talking about trading old looks for new ones, old being uh, one type of look rather than uh, a newer type of look, not necessarily to do with age. Give us your feelings on this one. Really like to hear somebody who's had experience, 0892102010, though Anne is going to share her experience in just a minute. But we do have Helen Grange on the line. Hi, Helen. Hello. Hi. Hi, Nancy. Nice, nice to be on your show. Yeah, thanks very much. And thanks for your article, which I read with interest, taking this or take the sting out of facial fillers, and for which you've done quite a lot of research. I think you quote that something like 800 billion rand is expected to be spent this year on aesthetic medicine. Is that here in South Africa? Um, yes, that would be in South Africa. That figure probably came from a report in Cape Town yeah. um, because our articles, as you know, get syndicated, so some added reporting was probably happening there. But yes, that would be for South Africa. So did you talk to, in your research, did you talk to both sides of the, of the industry? Did you talk to the, the practitioners as well as the recipients? Yes, um, you know, what started this, the, the idea for this article was um, there's been a lot of reports in the UK and Ireland, um, you know, picking up women, it's, it's mostly plastic surgeons who've picked up, uh, I suppose, botch jobs, mm-hmm. um, where women have gone to beauticians for fillers and, and, and have come away very dissatisfied and even in pain. Um, and the situation has got um, quite critical in some you know, instances where one woman went blind, you know. Um, so there has been a surge of these problems in the UK, and, and I thought I'd have a look at the South African scenario to see if there was any of the same trend here, which I'm happy to report um, isn't the case. Good. Well, that's very good to hear. Yes, uh, your story, it's quite scary. Some of the uh, consequences have been facial nerve damage, cyst, lumps, swelling, bruising, hematomas, and necrosis, which is apparently dead tissue. But you didn't come across any such incidents in your research? No, um, and that's because uh, we're quite heavily regulated in South Africa. You know, um, ordinary beauticians can't uh, administer fillers. 
you can only get them from a medical practitioner, a dermatologist, um, a dentist, you know, um, or a nurse with the, the correct qualifications. Um, so there, there, there haven't been any, there have been reports obviously of women who are, are, are dissatisfied with the results, you know, lopsided, um, asymmetrical results, um, maybe a bit of bruising and pain, but nothing on the scale that, that, that they've seen in the UK and, and, um, Ireland where the regulations are not so rigorous. Okay, so there's no sort of backstreet practitioners. I'm thinking of how many backstreet abortionists there are and it would sort of kind of figure that you could be a backstreet uh, aesthetic medic as well? Maybe, maybe hold that thought, Anne, Helen. Sorry. Yes. Um, Dr. Mayer, is it, as Helen says, is it a very uh, well-restricted or well-monitored industry? It is. It's, oh. uh, you know, you have to be a general practitioner or a specialist to be able to perform aesthetic medicine. You also have to do the relevant courses and obviously make sure that you're well-studied. Aesthetic medicine, I mean, Helen mentioned there plastic surgery, reconstructive surgery is another term, cosmetic surgery, aesthetic medicine. Can you just unpack all of this? What, what is the difference between plastic surgery and aesthetic medicine? I guess it's all part of the same continuum. Mm-hmm. So aesthetic medicine is something that we use as a tool to prevent or delay the need for surgery. Of course, there are some conditions that um, only surgery can fix, but Cosmetic surgery, plastic surgery, falls along the same, uh, it's the same thing. Reconstructive surgery is then obviously repairing things like dog bites, injuries to the face or the body. Um, Helen, I know that you've got a bit of a time issue, so I just want to um, love and leave you here. But the, so what did you find? Did you find a lot of very happy women who had done this? I mean, I'm just trying to think of if I know anybody who's had such sort of a, such procedures done. Did you find a lot of women? Um, I found a few, a handful. Um, most are happy with the results. Um, and, you know, even even women who go for a little bit more filler than, than, than maybe you and I would approve of, <laughs> you know, the trout part, um, I mean, they're happy with, with their results. Um, I did speak to one woman who'd, who'd been to, obviously, a, a sort of maverick doctor in, in Peter Maritzburg who said she came out of there black and blue as though she'd been sort of roughed up, you know. Um, but but when, I, when I spoke to her further, it was quite clear that, that, that he was... Um, he was not the norm, you know. He, mm-hmm. he injected her at least 12 times, which, which is uh, exceptional. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and if, if I'm not mistaken, she was also the one who didn't have any anaesthetic. That's right, yeah. So yeah. Was, and that was just fillers. It wasn't Botox. Yeah. So. so it was pretty painful as well as bruising. It was very painful, and he did so without an anaesthetic. So I do make an, a point in my articles that, you know, you need to check out the, the person that you're seeing quite well and check out their experience and so on. Can we see this story online? I mean, as I say, it was in yesterday's uh, Life Supplement in the in the Cape August, but is it available online if anybody would like to see more? Um, it first appeared in the Star, so um, it w- just have a look on dangers of facial fillers uh, on the IOL website. Dangers That's IOL.co.za. Okay. There we go. Helen, we're going to leave it, uh, leave it at that, but lovely. Thank you very much, and it's certainly a fascinating story. Thank you. Pleasure. Take care. Okay, Cheers. bye.
dangers of facial fillers. If you'd like to find out more, that's on the IOL website. It would be uh, iol.co.za if you'd like to find out a little bit more. Let's find out a bit about more about your experience, Anne. As you point out, Botox is, doesn't cost nothing. I don't know how much it does cost, but you have had an experience or some experience of it. Tell us what, what, how it was, what it was. Well, when I was actually filming this movie, we decided to explore all aspects of, um, of, of trying to keep oneself relevant and look good. And my doctor, Dr. Mark Opperman, who's a good friend of mine, but he's also studied extensively and, and in reconstructive surgery. And we decided to actually film it and experience it. What, and your Botox experience? Yes. Okay. It was quite amusing. And in fact, last night at the premiere, I could hear some of the guys getting a bit squeamish as they saw these little needles going in. And it's really not painful at all. I mean, if it's done correctly, it's, it's actually an absolute breeze. Um, Did you have any anesthetic? No, no, not for Botox. Um, okay. I just, for me, it was, it was to show within 10 days while we were shooting how the effects, how it took effect. And it was just literally around on the forehead and down at the side of the eyes. And they don't, in, well, with my experience, the doctors always say to me, he doesn't like to do Botox below the eyes. And that's when they use fillers. But um, in this case, it was great. And we've literally, I couldn't tell because it normally takes about 10 to 14 days to kick in. And I couldn't tell myself straight away. Um, I mean, after a week, I thought, hang on, is this working? And you sort of look at yourself in the mirror. And when we filmed it, and then showed exactly 10 days later, there was a marked difference. It was quite phenomenal. And yes, if you have the right doctor, then it, it just enhances you. You don't have to, you know, you can, you don't have to say to somebody, I'm really cross when you look quite happy. Those are the extreme cases. You do have, you can have still some lines on your face so you look natural. But for me, I thought, I mean, I, it, it, it varies. I know different doctors give you special deals or whatever, but you know, you're normally looking at about 1200 rand an area. Um, and if you're paying for it, obviously I didn't because it was part of the, the movie. But um, it does last for three months. Sometimes it lasts for longer depending on the regeneration process that you've got. But I must be honest, I thought it was great. I really did. And, and um, the only problem is, of course, you don't just need one area. So it can set you back. But then, you know, you're buying creams, you're having your hair tinted, you're having manicures and pedicures. So you just got to add it to your little list of how to feel good. Things to do from what? So <laughs> you say that it, it lasted about three months. It made you feel good about yourself. Did, did anybody else notice? Well, that's the nice thing. Nobody actually really notices when you've had it done. You just look as if you've had a little holiday. Um, I think the worst for me is when a girlfriend of mine did have the full lot done, and she had that the, the lips and the goldie horn and the whole thing. And I must say, you know, it, when she did that first wives club, where she had those huge big lips, and and you know, it it did look terrible, and and it did look fake. But I think if you, if you have the correct doctor, uh, it can be great. I mean, fillers. I've got no problem with trying out these things in the future. Absolutely not. Um, you know, at this stage, we wanted to show me. Oh, as full of wrinkles as possible in areas. So um, we, we couldn't actually do that. But uh, use all the, the, the wonderful procedures that you can use. But it's certainly there. And the nice part is I don't ever want to have a, a cut. I don't want to have my face cut. I don't want to have a face lift in mm -hmm. that way. And this is great. It takes you 10 minutes. 
and you know it it makes you feel good yes it's uh, it's not invasive doctor, yes that's the, that's the word and as uh, dr mia says it it delays the necessity for having anything else well we're going to find out exactly how it works in just a minute with our uh, our dr Riza mia but if you'd like to give us a call and tell us your experience your opinion on aesthetic cosmetic reconstructive uh, medicine call it what you will oh eight nine two ten twenty ten but right now let's get the news headlines with it see Thanks. Thanks very much to the wrinkle-free Otsule Sarko, and he'll be back at 2 o'clock. But right now, here on Otherwise, we're talking about aesthetic medicine and, and what can be done to your face. And we're talking specifically faces, I think, here. Um, Dr. Riza Mia, Mia um, give us a bit of an information here. Just once again, if you'd like to give us a call with your thoughts and experience, 0892102010. We're talking about dermal fillers, Botox, volumizers. If somebody comes along to you and they've got a problem that may or may not be age-related, what do you do? You sit down with them and do what? Hello. Sorry about that. Yep, okay. Uh, I give my patients a little bit of a pitch when they walk in, just to explain. A pitch? Well, not a pitch, more of a brief story, so that Uh they can understand what we do and what areas we can treat and what we can't treat. It's important that patients understand the limitations of uh, injectable fillers and Botox. So, if you if I, if you had to look at your hand, all the lines that are on your hand are there because you flex your fingers. If you had to stop doing that, those lines would disappear. And that's the principle that Botox works on. So we look at things like frown lines, horizontal lines in the forehead, crow's feet. Uh, we can work on gummy smiles, jowls, that speed bump that starts to form in the jaw, turkey necks, which is also caused by a muscle called the platysma. And uh, we use Botox to relax those muscles and allow the skin to recover. The next problem we encounter is volume loss. So if you have to look at a baby's cheeks, they've got these nice big plump cheeks. And if anybody had to take a picture of themselves from 20 years ago, they'll notice a significant loss in bulk in their face. So we look at the areas in the face that have lost that volume and we put it back using the dermal fillers. So that's things like in the temple area, dark circles under the eyes, we can reshape noses to a degree. Nasolabial folds, which is the triangle that forms next to the nose. We plump out the cheeks. Uh, and importantly, we focus on different sections of the cheeks, if it's a man or if it's a woman. We do the lips themselves. And we use a technique to ensure that we get a natural result that doesn't look like a fish lip or a sausage lip. These are common problems that we see. The terminology is <laughs> scary. <laughs> <laughs> well... Well, I don't make Fishly. those terms. <laughs> I'm getting very nervous. Maybe. Yes, so rightly. Uh, well, the other thing we work on is at the edge of the mouth, you know, it starts to look like the mouth's turning downwards. So I have patients who come in and say, people keep asking me why I look sad, angry, and tired. There's nothing that makes you uh, angrier or sadder than people keep asking you why you're so sad and angry. But uh, so we work on these problems and we, uh, we fix them. Okay. And your range of, of ammunition is what? I mean, the frown lines, the, the, the turkey necks, all those things. Is that, is that Botoxable? Well, again, so we start with advising patients on lifestyle so that they take care of themselves holistically. Then we move to skincare products. So we look at areas where they're not looking after their skin in an optimal way. Then we look at the areas that you can use the Botox on, which is the ones that I mentioned. We use the fillers. In addition, you can use fillers... Uh, on the hands and feet, in between the bones, if we start to notice that there's a loss of volume there. The chemical peels are the ones we use to address the problems that are caused 
by environmental factors. So whether it's internal or external, uh, hormones, sunlight, pollution, gives us things like acne, acne scars, hyperpigmentation, uneven skin tone and rough skin texture. So those are the primary tools that we use on the face. Okay, 0892102010 if you've got questions, and I think we have Kathy on the line. So, no, we, we don't. 0892102010 if you want to give us a call, um, get back to us. Okay, just explain exactly how Botox works. And from what I understand from um, Helen's article, Botox is used for the upper part of the face, as she says you don't use Botox below the eyes, and fillers are used for the lower part. How does Botox work, and why mm. only above the eyes? Well, just before I get there, if you don't mind, I'll mm. touch on a point that Helen raised. Uh, there are potential side effects to any medical treatment, which is, again, why we use uh, methods to delay using it. However, we do take precautions to avoid uh, any unwanted side effects. So it's not as common as it might seem. As she said, in South Africa, she couldn't find uh, many cases. But uh, the difference between Botox and filler, Botox acts on the end of the nerve that gets to the muscle. So what it does is it blocks that nerve transmission so that it allows the muscle to relax. Now, we can use Botox in the lower part of the face. I think uh, when Anne mentioned that you can't use it under the eye, it's specifically directly below the eye uh, because it can cause a bag. But you can use it, uh, like I said, for the jowls on the jaw to give you a smooth jawline, for turkey necks on the neck to smooth that out as well. And uh, the filler, you can use the filler anywhere on the face that you feel that you need to add back volume. Okay, okay. Let's take Cathy. I think we do have her on the line. Hi, Cathy. Hi, good afternoon. I don't know if what I'm going to say is entirely, you know, with, with what you're talking about, but I was involved in a car accident, car bicycle accident about 10, 12 years ago, and my face was in a really bad state. And we were lucky that a gentleman who is a plastic surgeon uh, took over the, 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 how shall I say, the revamp of my face. And um, he did the most magnificent job, and you can barely see about two or three lines, and you'd only because you're actually looking, and I've said that's where the line is. What did he do, Cathy? Well, he literally rebuilt my face and my top jaw because it was smashed, and um, I was sort of stuck together with sticky tape and sealing wax, and he literally rebuilt my cheek going from below my eye right down to my top jaw. And then I had, I've got a bridge now for my teeth. But you were looking at me, you wouldn't even know that I'd been involved in anything at all. It's absolutely fabulous. So I'm all for it. If you've got a good operator, then go for it. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's quite a story. Thanks very much, Kathy. Okay. 0892102010, if you would like to share your story. Um, Dr. Mia, do you do a lot of uh, that sort of reconstruction? Well, no, that's something more the plastic surgeon yeah, would work with. Yeah. So I do assist my brother once a week in these types of uh, surgeries. But I just want to say that it is a good um, reflection on our s- plastic surgeons in the country to get comments like the one we just heard. Mm-hmm. We do have some of the best plastic surgeons in the world in our country. Yes, I, I guess the point is that one needs to find somebody that's it's going to work for you, it's going to suit you, and that everybody's happy. Oh eight nine two ten twenty ten. We're talking aesthetic, cosmetic, reconstructive medicine. The nation's number one priority is education. 
The nation's number one interest is our learners. The nation's number one partner is our teachers. The National Teaching Awards have passed, but the work for 2013 has just begun. The Department of Basic Education would like to congratulate all the nominees and the winners. Thank you for your passion and commitment to South Africa's future. You are our teachers. You are our inspiration. The National Teaching Awards was brought to you by SABC Education and the Department of Basic Education. Human rights is not just a word or a public holiday. Human rights is about our dignity. It's about our struggle, our pain, the loss of life, liberation, reconciliation, and our constitution. It's about us advancing our rights here and now. It's about everything that unites us as a people. Human rights begins with me. Let us be united in advancing socioeconomic freedom for all. A message from the National Department of Arts and Culture. Otherwise, with Nancy Richards. It does otherwise, and we're talking about turning your old looks into new ones one way or another with a, a number of different treatments, dermal fillers, Botox, volumizers, which we haven't really touched on, but I'm thinking, Dr. Mayer, that a volumizer sounds like it might be a little bit like a dermal filler. It's the same thing, yes. Okay. What is it, a dermal filler? I was trying to pronounce the type of acid that apparently goes into it. It's, it's, is it hyaluronic acid? There are a number of fillers that are used okay. in the world. The newest and the most, uh, or the patient-friendliest version is the hyaluronic acid. Before that, I'm sure people are familiar with collagen. The problem with collagen is that they had a high rate of uh, allergic reactions. There are some other permanent fillers available, and the problem with that is a potential side effect is that your body covers it in uh, fibrous scar tissue. So you end up with lumps in your face, very hard lumps, and uh, those have to be removed surgically. So the hyaluronic acid we use, I, have, I use a particular brand, and um, what they claim is that it's a non-animal hyaluronic acid. Uh, so it's bacterially derived. And what that does is it stimulates the body's fibroblast to produce uh, its own collagen. And importantly, it's type 1 and type 2 collagen. So it's the non-scar tissue version. It's, it's not the type you get from just simply needling the skin. And this is what gives you the longevity of the treatment. So you end up with about 18 to 24 months even with uh, hyaluronic acid. Okay. Is it mixed then with this naturally occurring human protein or is it just the hyaluronic acid on its own? You know, there are quite a number of brands out there, but yeah. the one I use is pure uh, hyaluronic acid. Okay. And there's no danger that a person might be allergic to such a thing? There I is mean, a have danger. You had any, have you had any instances of that? I think in this country there's been one instance of uh, an allergic reaction to Botox, but uh, there's a theoretical risk, obviously, to hyaluronic acid. However, it's a very small one. We haven't seen anybody with that type of allergic reaction. Okay, so as far as you know, it's pretty safe. I suppose uh, we do really do have to touch on this. Oh eight nine two ten twenty ten. If you'd like to give us your thoughts on, on whether or not it's the right thing to do, and you know, you talk about people looking at you differently, people maybe not looking at you at all, looking a bit older. I mean, we everybody's going to get older from the minute you, you're born. You're getting older. Mm. Um, do you think that we should, particularly perhaps as women, where we're all a bit thing about our our, uh, our appearance, should we just not be going with it? You know, I think at, again, when when we when we decided to do this movie, it was quite interesting because I was suddenly realizing that I wasn't working a lot and things were getting quiet. So we actually then 
created this whole project about bringing it to the surface about the fears, the worries, the scares, um, the, the things that happen to you when you are in your 50s. Apart from the fact that most women are, have gone through menopause, your body's changing, you can't diet the way you used to, um, you know, you go to the gym and it's all very well, but certain things wobble. As you will see when you come and see my movie, <laughs> when I'm in the gym, um, you know, all sorts of crazy things happen. But again, it's, it's just... It's just about talking about it. You know, in the old days, you were always told, never tell anyone your age. Keep it to yourself. Lie, lie, lie until you die. Then you get to a certain stage where suddenly you meet other people of a similar age and you realize that you actually don't look so bad. So now suddenly you want to be proud of it. I mean, look at Sher, look at Tina Turner. She's 75. Um, Barbara Streisand's 70. Um, we've got all these great women, Helen Mirren, all these great actresses that are still out there, and they're actually now saying, sorry, guys, I'm actually in my 70s. I'm proud of it. Um, but, you know, when you're in your 40s, you... You sort of think, oh, gosh, I can see 50 coming up. Well, now I can see 60 coming up. My goodness, it's frightening. But at the end of the day, what we've just discovered is there's, there's such an amazing attitude in the world today. People are not as hysterical as they used to be. You know, all the women that you mentioned there are all white. Uh, and I'm just well, well, Tina Turner's not. Uh, Tina Turner's not, absolutely. You're quite right. And, we're all, and also they're all women. And I'm thinking about Mick Jagger. Yes, and but I'm why is it so where, unfair? Where would, you, where would you even start to Botox Mick Jagger? Because he is, he is a big, one big wrinkle. But you know what? I, I did a motivational talk the other night at Randlord's about, you know, coming to terms of being 50. And it was quite interesting when you talk about the older men. You see, you see a man in their 50s and a woman in their 50s, and you say, gosh, he's looking so sexy, he's craggy, he's got a few wrinkles. Wow, that makes him distinguished. You see a woman with a few wrinkles, they shame, she's a bit over the hill. Yeah. I mean, that's just so unfair. You know, a man gets sexier, women get old. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose 12,000 rand, was it 12,000 rand that you, you, was it you who mentioned that? And I suppose. No, 1,200 rand. Oh, 1,200 rand, 1,200 rand, <laughs> which is nonetheless not to be sneezed at if it's only going to last a few months. 0892 10 2010. We've got Mrs. Governor on the line from Durban. Hi there, Mrs. Governor. Hello, Nancy. How are you? I'm well, thanks. And how are you, Jess? Can I just say, tell, ask a, a question to Doctor? Yeah. Uh, that mom is, uh, you know, I've, I had two school friends in my class, the same name. Are you related to Farouk and Siddiq Mir, Doctor? No. No. <laughs> Well, then it's not the same, uh, because I thought you were related, because they both became doctors. One is a professor, mm -hmm. and one is a doctor in London. So can I ask, for instance, uh, the Bible in uh, Psalm 90, verse 10 says that our lifespan is 70 years, and beyond that, the special mightiness, 80 years, and all is in trouble. So although we may make our faces young, but it can take away all the pain and suffering and old age from, from our bodies, that it cannot Nancy. But I'm scared. Look at what he had to do. What do you mean, the dancer, Michael Jackson? Well, you know, the reason uh, aesthetic medicine is so popular these days mm -hmm. is because people are living longer. So we've actually got it the <laughs> other way around. I mean, actually. <laughs> so medical so science has progressed uh, to the point where people can live far longer than they used to, 20, 50, 80 years ago. The problem is when you get to 90, you don't want to look exactly 90. <laughs> yes, yes. 
There we go. Thanks. Thanks very much, Mrs. Governor. 0892102010. There you go. Just coming back to the issue of costs, I'm sure I read somewhere in Helen's article that it is possible to have treatments that you can use at home. The chemical peel sounds like it might be one of those. Dr. Mayer, what is a chemical peel exactly? Well, a chemical peel, there's a number of them out there as well. And it's a blend of different acids at different strengths to reach different layers of the skin. The take-home chemical peels are generally far milder than the ones we use in the rooms, and uh, they're not as dangerous. So with a chemical peel, if used incorrectly, you can hurt your skin and give yourself what they call post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Mm, So you have to be a little bit careful. Um, Very quickly, Anonymous from Nelspray. Hi there. Yes, ma'am. I'm fine. Good. Can we have a contact number of the doctor? Sure, I think. Um, wh- are you thinking that you might like treatment? Definitely so. Okay, okay. Um, Dr. Dr. Mayer, would you like to... Uh, perhaps well, I sure, give your, I, can I don't I give mind your, at all. Though. Can I give your website? Um, yeah, yeah, I can... Uh, we've got number five and, the, and the website, Dr. Mayer, both of them. Okay, we've got a phone number, it's 011-646-646-406. Pardon, the last phone number? Four zero four four. Four four. The website. The website is www.dr for doctor. Dr. Yes. R e z a. R R e z a. M i a. That's M for Mary. M i a. M i a. Dot com. Super. Thank you very much, Anonymous. Very best of luck. And uh, Dr. Reza Mayer, thank you for all those details. So, um, But you are there in Johannesburg, 011-646-4044, if anybody would like to know more. So thank you very much for all your insight and uh, all your careful explanation. And, and what about you? Your movie, I think it's, uh, it's out there. Yes, we have just premiered. The um, actual release date um, throughout South Africa is on 29th of March. That's next Friday. And it will be playing Durban, Cape Town, Johannesburg, Pretoria. And, you know, we've got a, we've got a, a, a Facebook page to the power of Anne. And if any of the ladies have got interesting experiences, then get onto the, onto the Facebook page, like the page, and share your experiences with us. Because we are definitely making a television series after this. And that will be a weekly series called To the Power of Anne. Okay, going to leave it at that, and I'm sadly a bit out of time. So the Facebook page is called To the Power of Anne, if you'd like to share your experience there. Great. Please do. Thanks very much, Anne. Very best of luck. Thank uh, you. If lots and lots of people come and see your movie, you'll be able to get yourself many, many more Botoxes and be looking good forever. Lovely. Thanks very much. Take care. Anne Power, The Power of Anne is the name of the movie. To the Power of Anne is the Facebook page. And our Facebook page is otherwise on SAFM. And if you'd like to send us an email, it's otherwise at safm.co.za. Thanks very much to Hegel, Mike Wazini and Des Kierpers. And I'm Nancy Richardson. Up next, it's time for Shop Shop, the children's